that time of uh, week again, Michelle. It's time for the real estate show. Not just the real estate show, but of course, the Cummins Real Estate Group show. Howdy, Curtis. How are you doing today? Howdy. Hey, the Americans <laughs> showing up. <laughs> you must be from California. Every once in a while, it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are here to talk real estate, and we're going to bring back our first return guest. Somebody wanted to come back. So excited because Jamie Moy was here in September and so happy that she's returned and she's back for another show. Thank you, Jamie. Happy to be here. And the market snapshot actually that we're going to do today uh, lends quite well with what we are going to talk about with you and how you're going to share about different mortgages and uh, the outlook for next uh, or this year, 2019. So without further ado... A news release from the Fraser Valley Real Estate Board came out January 3rd, and after three consecutive years of total annual sales surpassing 20,000 units, 2018 saw the Fraser Valley real estate market return to more typical levels for both sales and inventory. So a lot of people are uh, really concerned about the market, but we're actually in quite a balanced and normal market. So the Fraser Valley housing market slows down in 2018. Total townhouse sales dropped 25.6% year over year, and apartments dropped 30.5%. So that's not prices, but that's sales. And in terms of demand, this is around what we're usually seeing for the region. Um, So it's not abnormal. President of the Real Estate Board has said there is still a great deal of interest for Fraser Valley real estate, but the prices moving slowly and more inventory becoming available, many consumers are taking a deliberate approach now that they can afford to. So it's actually a good market. For inventory, a total of 32,058 new listings were received by the board's MLS system in 2018, and this was the fourth highest total for new inventory in the board's history. So lots of inventory. In December, the board's processed a total of 800 sales, the lowest for the month since 2012. And then Barbison adds, who is the president of the real estate board currently, with buyers shifting into the driver's seat and able to navigate the market more comfortably, it has become key for sellers to price effectively and leverage their home's appeal to stand out and find success. So I'm going to do an overall Fraser Valley benchmark price for single detached townhouse and apartments. Uh, single family detached benchmark price right now is nine hundred and sixty five thousand three hundred for townhouses. It's at five hundred thirty one thousand nine hundred and for apartments. It's at four hundred eighteen thousand and three hundred. So that's this market snapshot. There we go. So now people have an idea of what homes are costing and how the market looks and and they probably have a better understanding of what's going on. I do. And for further details, for more specifics in uh, specific areas, sub-areas, uh, anybody can just, you can email me and I'm happy to send them over to you. You can email mcummins at remax.net. And throw your website address out there too if they want to find more information. michellecummins.ca. That's with one L and no G. Yes, and I do post uh, the market snapshots on there as well. And they can also find you on social media too, right? Yes. I don't think we've ever actually talked about social media. Uh, yeah, you can find me all over social media. Mm, oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, you can find her on social media. And at Christmas time, there's some great videos. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you were rocking the guitar. Don't, no, don't, don't mention that. <laughs> I'm not a musician. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did a fine job. <laughs> all right, well, we've uh, brought uh, Jimmy Moy back because she was willing to come back and talk to us. So I imagine you must have all kinds of questions for her um, oh. because that's that's your expertise. And I'm just here to push the buttons. 
Curtis. Uh, Jamie Moy is of West Coast Mortgages, in case uh, you didn't know that. Um, but she has actually been nominated for quite a bit. And I wanted to share a little bit of that with her because not all mortgage brokers are the same and they're not all cut from the same cloth. Uh, she's been nominated for Business Person of the Year. She's been nominated for Business Service Excellence. She's won awards within Dominion Lending. She's just an outstanding mortgager and she's an outstanding service provider and customer provider. She's got the knowledge and the wisdom that you want your mortgage broker to have. Uh, so I'm so happy you're here, Jamie. Thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you. Thank you for that nice introduction. It's easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. She's been working on it all day, actually. Yeah. She was practicing. <laughs> she wanted to make sure she had a really good intro for you today, and she got it done. <laughs> well, Jamie, you've helped me with my mortgages, and you've helped so many of my clients, and I'm very thankful for what you've given them confidence, giving me confidence in my mortgage and you really guide and make it smooth. So that's, that's the goal is to make it as easy as possible because uh, it just gets more and more complicated, these mortgages. And so we like to make everything as simple and as relaxing as possible because buying a home, it can be very stressful. It's and one thing I think it's a bit of a misconception, and I learned this quite a few years ago, is that as a mortgage broker, you're not taking any money from your clients. That's right. Yeah, the lenders do pay us. So when we're able to arrange with any of the major banks, uh, credit unions, trust companies, things like that, they do pay brokers a commission. So there's nothing coming out of the um, home buyer's pocket. Um, we can do all of the um, analysis over the market, take a look at multiple lenders and uh, give the client the best product possible and uh, not have to charge them anything. So important to know. And a lot of people don't know that. Like yes. buyer's agents, you don't pay to have a buyer's representation exactly. as well. So. And that way that nothing's biased, nothing's, yeah. you're working for the full benefit of your client exactly. and you're helping them get the best mortgage for them and their needs, which is great. Exactly. That's exactly what we do. Yeah. And good information to get out there because yeah, a lot of people probably do not understand that, mm-hmm. you know, and now they know and they go, oh, I had no idea I could have been using a mortgage broker. Yes, you can. So, Jamie, you have the outlook for 2019, and you're going to explain uh, a lot of different ways of lending uh, that a lot of people don't know. So it's there's the traditional mortgage, but then there's a lot of other um, types of, of lending. So can you share some of that? For, for sure. So 2019, so this is going to be an interesting year. Um, 2018 was a really great year, but, you know, we have... Uh, some the economists who are talking about what's going to be happening in the next year, there isn't a lot of agreement. Um, but there are certain things that economists are highlighting as challenges or things that we as consumers need to watch out for that are going to impact interest rates and, and our real estate market even as a whole. So, of course, we have some falling oil prices. Uh, the U.S. is having a bit of a trade challenge with China right now. All of these things can come into play. Um, issues in Europe with trade as well. So we're sort of waiting right now. We're not really sure how all of that is going to play out. Um, There are some things that we know are going to be um, challenges across the country. Alberta is um, seeing those decreased oil prices and we've seen the GM plant in Oshawa close unfortunately so 2,500 people are out of of jobs out there. Um, And of course there is still a lot of conversation around general consumer debt for Canadians. So we did see the B20 rules come in. People refer to it as the stress test for mortgage qualifying. 
That came into play at the beginning of last year, and it did slow borrowing in a way. So it, it has decreased some of the borrowing power for Canadians by about 20%. Um, but this is sort of just the way that the times are. We need to uh, make sure that people aren't over-borrowing, and uh, really the rules, once you get into them, they are very logical, and they are there to protect us. So what we're expecting over the next year is uh, probably some interest rate increases. Um, it's expected that the Bank of Canada, as well as the U.S. Federal Reserve, will probably both have a couple of increases this coming year. So when the Bank of Canada is meeting, and they have set eight meetings per year, it's it's not a surprise when they're getting together, they've already laid out the dates. And if they opt that an increase needs to happen to their overnight rate, that overnight rate does impact prime, so variable rate mortgage holders, folks with lines of credit, um, they're usually going to to change that rate by a quarter of a percentage point at a time. So we're not going to see these huge jumps. I know that people, especially if you have, um, you know, folks that owned uh, homes in the 80s and there were, you know, really large interest rate increases that happened, the protections have been put into place. Now we're not going to see that. Quarter of a percent at a time is about all the jump we're going to get. Um, and of course, we have seen that uh, housing is going through the correction. Michelle, you talked about that. Um, so we're not expecting that the housing market's really going to be fueling the national economy as it did last year and as it has for the last several years. So we're sort of regulating things. Things are coming back. You know, some of these prices are correcting and and so on. But it's still expected to be a very good year. Um, Obviously, the lower mainland, the Fraser Valley, it's a very sought after place to be living. So we do have um, a unique situation out here. And with these changes that are coming in with the economy, it's also oper- um, opening up some opportunities. First-time home buyers, there's a lot of development going on. We are seeing some of those prices softening a little bit. So people who haven't maybe been able to qualify to get in, there's some opportunities there. And move-up buyers, um, even though maybe some of the pricing might be uh, a little bit lower than what they were expecting, it also means that upgrading those homes might be a little bit less expensive. So more affordable for people to be getting into for a longer period of time, those 15 and 20-year-old homes that uh, people are wanting to be in. Um, And rentals. I I expect that we're going to see people um, wanting to purchase rental properties. Vacancy rates are very low out in the lower mainland. So another great opportunity for people looking to get into the market. Extremely low vacancy levels here in in the Valley. I know that. What's what's the vacancy level for that right now? It was 0.2% just a couple months ago. It was really Mm -hmm. extremely low. Like if you're renting a place, good luck because yeah. it's uh, there's not a lot of inventory yeah. and rents being higher i had read something that um you know like two bedroom condos even in abbotsford the cost of it is is really really high so if people can find a way to get into something that they own um it's a nice way to save themselves some money and you know be paying themselves and there are a lot of options to get into a home that's the other thing people think it's this uh, mountain you can't climb mm-hmm. But if you really get down to brass tacks and you start looking at it and how much money you're putting into rent, mm-hmm. it's just that down payment that comes up and bites you on the butt. Yeah. yeah. So if you can learn exactly. ways of saving and, and how to do that, uh, it's it's important to do that. Absolutely. So one of the things that I did want to talk about was bridge financing. And uh, this plays in really well. If you if you do own your home right now um, and you are thinking about buying, uh, sometimes people are wanting to go out and find the new home that they're going to be moving into before they've sold. Um, and, you know, have that transition period where you can move to a new home. It's not as stressful. So what I wanted to clear up was exactly what bridge financing means. And really what it is, is financing of the down payment between the two closing dates. So if you've got a home that you are selling, um, and let's say that you your home is sell, sold um, and uh, you're going to be 
selling for April 1st and you have to be out of your home for them, but you find something you really, really like for a date before that. Maybe you're moving in March 1st or something like that. As long as you have both of those properties under contract, we can bridge that down payment amount between those those two homes. So it's not so, just bridging, it's not bridging the whole amount. It's just the down payment. Exactly. Because the, the new mortgage company is going to come in and have a mortgage for you for your new home. But sometimes getting that down payment, a lot of equity is usually tied up in that to be moving. So we do have a way of getting people the funds that they need, even if some of those dates aren't lining up. But the key is you do have to have your home sold in order to be doing a bridge. That's a great option, though, because there's a lot of people who want that confidence of knowing that they have found the place they want to buy before they sell. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, in my personal transaction, we ended up doing a bridge. It works great. It's not something that's overly expensive. Um, They basically charge you a per diem for just the amount of days that you're needing to have that extra borrowing. So it's something very simple to put together, very affordable, and can really take a lot of stress out rather than trying to move out of one home and get into another one all in the same day. All right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, ha- chat more about this and, and other things here in the second segment. But if uh, people want to find out more about you, uh, Jamie, what's your website address? The website is westcoastmortgages.ca. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Um, and you could also email us. We're team, T-E-A-M, at westcoastmortgages.ca. Excellent. Michelle, one more time, what's your website address? michellecummins.ca. We're back with more right after this. And we are back with segment two of the Cummins Real Estate Group Real Estate Show with Michelle 1L Cummins. And of course, we have uh, Jamie Moy here as well. So I'm sure you have more questions for Jamie because that's your job. (laughs) Uh, Jamie, a lot of uh, clients of mine and uh, people who are purchasing a property and while the property may need some upgrades and uh, some different things and maybe not in the mortgage, it's called a home equity loan. Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to explain that and how what it is and how it benefits people in different ways. Absolutely. So whether you are buying a home or if you currently own a home, one option for financing is a home equity loan. Uh, They call it a HELOC. Uh, A secured line of credit is the concept. So basically, it operates like a line of credit. You may have an unsecured line of credit uh, available to you for maybe five dollars or $10,000 from your bank. This is simply a larger version of that. Typically, if you're going to be buying or, sorry, borrowing more than about $20,000, $25,000, usually the lender now wants some sort of security. So they're wanting to secure that against your home. And the way that it works is that you can get the line of credit up to 65% of the appraised value of your home. And this is a really powerful tool because you can arrange the line of credit even if you aren't going to borrow anything against it. So this is very, very useful if people are, let's say, approaching retirement and maybe they are wanting to have an emergency fund or maybe there's some upgrades they need to do to their home for renovations, they want to help out with tuition for children, whatever it might be, you can arrange the line of credit and then simply use it when you need it. And only if you're carrying a balance, are you going to be making payments on it? The payments are also very manageable because you're going to pay interest only. So if you're not in a position where you're wanting to pay that principal down, the lender isn't going to make you do that. And the interest rates are great on it, typically prime plus a half. So very affordable, a little bit more than what a fixed mortgage would be, but you can pay it off at any time. You can be borrowing on it at any time. um, And having those interest only payments keeps it very, very affordable. So a super great option, whether you own a home now or if you're looking to buy something down the road. 
That's great information. And it shows up, if you already own the home, it shows up as a second mortgage on your title, correct? Or yes, the will the registration, it depends how your first mortgage is registered. So um, if the lender is able to do the line of credit, the, whoever holds your first mortgage, then a lot of times it will simply be one registration. Um, it's often a good idea from a pricing um, aspect to be looking at a lender that can provide the mortgage aspect of it as well as the line of credit. It keeps it really nice and simple. Um, but certainly if people are having questions about that, they're not sure if the mortgage is the best way to go or a line of credit or how to arrange that, get, definitely give our office a call and we can go through, give you some tips about questions that you can ask, you, you and your spouse can think about as to whether or not financing on the line of credit is the best way to go. And in order to determine the 65% of the equity of your property, you send out an appraiser, correct? Yeah, that's right. So we can do sort of like a desktop valuation to get a general sense of what the value of the home is. But if a client is wanting to move forward, the bank is typically going to need to have an appraisal. Now, having said that, if we are not needing to borrow as much uh, against the home, let's say your home is worth a million dollars and maybe you're only looking for 300,000 or 400,000. In that case there is a chance that the lender won't need to have the appraisal in the home um, because some people do have concerns about that but generally speaking they are wanting to have the lender is wanting to have a solid idea of what the home is valued at as far as its saleability in the market when you're borrowing. Excellent that's something actually you can do if you're thinking about selling in a market where it's more a buyer's market and you need to really shine up your property and you might want to do that, fix it right up so you can ask for a higher dollar. Absolutely. Yeah. People doing renovations for sale. Um, we actually have a lot of clients who have done that. Maybe they've been in their home for 10 or 15 years. They haven't had the opportunity to do those upgrades, but you know, you put a little bit of elbow grease into a bathroom or update some counters or cabinetry or something like that. It doesn't have to cost you a lot of money, but it can reflect really well for an interested buyer. That's excellent. And then the other type of loan I'd love for you to explain is the chip mortgage, which yes. is a reverse mortgage as well, right? That's right. So we talk to our clients a lot when they're approaching retirement about getting ready for those years when they're going to be on pension income. A lot of times that's going to be less than, you know, the income they're used to earning. So if you can do the home uh, the home line of credit, that's a great way of doing it. But CHIP is a product. It's the Canadian Home Income Program, and it's offered through Home Equity Bank. And it's specifically geared towards Canadians who are over 55 years old. And a lot of these people are on the pension, so they're not able to qualify for your typical mortgage financing. So what you can do with this product is actually borrow up to 55% of the value of your home. It's tax-free money that you're getting, and you can do that either in a large lump sum or you could do it as monthly draws. So depending on what the need is, if it's for, say, a renovation project, maybe you're wanting to have a large lump sum, but if you're just looking to supplement your income, you could set the product up with draws. What's really, really nice about this is that there's no payment. So if you've got an older person that is living in their home, they are on a fixed income, they can't afford to be making payments, what happens is that those payments, that interest simply capitalizes, but the funds that are capitalizing the payments that would be made, they're never going to exceed the value of the home. It's never going to be a position where, you know, your mom or dad get into a a loan like this and, okay, maybe they've lived to be 90, 95 years old. The the loan has gotten larger. The bank is never going to say, oh, well, now you owe us money. Mom and dad's home, you know, 
uh, the value of it hasn't come in right or something like that, that isn't going to happen. So it does protect people in that way. And there's no restrictions about what you use this money for. Maybe it is for renovations. Maybe you're wanting to bring in an in, uh, in-home care aid uh, for mom and dad. They don't want to leave their home. Um, or it could be down payment for kids that haven't been able to get into the market. And the loan is not going to be due until the last spouse leaves the home. And this is really significant. If you have an older couple, maybe one of them develops some health concerns, they need to go into a care facility. Um, that doesn't mean that the home has to be sold and the loan has to be paid off. The other spouse can remain in that home as long as they need to or they want to. And it's also important that this loan, it's a tax-free product, it's not going to impact the income that these older Canadians are receiving. So if they're getting old age security, Canada pension plan, guaranteed income supplement, it's not going to impact any of that income they're getting. This is a great option. And how long have they been actually uh, providing this? This has been around for a couple of decades now. And with the aging population that we have in Canada, this product has exploded over the last few years. We're seeing as values go up in our major cities, you can have a couple that maybe purchased their home in, say, the 60s or 70s. Now this home is worth a million, two million dollars. So they are house rich, but they're cash flow poor. And this is really what the product is designed to do is keep Canadians in their home, allow them to use that equity while they're still alive, whether it's flowing it down to the next generation, improving their own quality of life. So it's a very, very stable lender. Um, It's very competitive rates, considering the fact that you're not qualifying on any income and it's solely based on your home. So there's a lot of opportunities there to be opening a conversation with older parents or grandparents, you know, to help them a little bit out with either, you know, that monthly cash flow or with some of the bigger projects that they might have. And I would imagine it's probably a good chunk of the population that did buy homes here in the Fraser Valley and Lower Mainland in the mid to late 70s before the early 80s went crazy. Mm -hmm. They got through all that. They've got all this property now that is worth stupid amounts of money for what they paid on it. So yeah, they would be maybe not have the cash flow, but they'd have so much money in their house. Exactly. Yeah. And we're we're seeing also um, that the in-home care, you know, getting into a care facility can be expensive, it can be challenging. And if you're not needing that level of care, still wanting to have the independence of being at home, being able to hire somebody, having, you know, nursing come in to assist with medications and things like that can offer a lot of comfort and really minimize the disruption for older Canadians because, you know, we, we don't want to stress people out. We want everything to be easy. It's an opportunity to make your home uh, more age-friendly as well. Absolutely, for sure. Whether that means, you know, fixing up bathrooms, um, you know, the accessibility, whether it's elevators or lifts, perhaps, if there's a second story. All of these kinds of things, you can basically have your home pay for it um, and not have to go through a relocation or downsizing. I only noticed the commercials for chip mortgages for the last few years. Mm -hmm. Really, I started, that's Mm -hmm. when I started really uh, seeing the commercials out there. So it's starting to get out there. People are starting to get to know it, but they're still a bit confused about what it is. Absolutely. And having the whole family understand what the product is, is important because um, reverse mortgages, there are different ways of structuring them. And 
watching, you know, certainly we get a lot of media from over the border. They have had products that haven't necessarily been as borrower-friendly as what is designed up here. So um, it is important that, you know, if you're thinking of something like this and bringing it up to a parent, you have all of the information. You can contact our office for that because it's not something where, uh, you know, they're being ripped off or there's some sort of a, you know, it's a fully legitimate lender and a fully legitimate product is a wonderful way to help our aging population. Because I just talked with a client this week, actually, and their neighbor has a chip mortgage and they go, I sure hope I, I never, never have one. And, but they didn't, they didn't know what it was all about. So it's really important not to assume and and really Mm -hmm. find out the information because it is different than it is south of the border. It is very much so. All of our lending is. So just making sure that you educate yourself so that you can uh, help, help your loved ones. All right. If people want to get more education, obviously they can contact you, Jamie. And again, what's your web address and all that fun stuff for them? We are at westcoastmortgages.ca. You can email us at team at westcoastmortgages.ca and you can find us on Facebook as well. And Michelle, once again, let's give uh, folks all the vital information for you. Well, we got michellecummins.ca. We also have cumminsrealestategroup.com. And then I'm all over social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Internet movie database. In, in <laughs> Instagram. Go watch her demo and, reel. <laughs> Curtis. <laughs> uh, uh, I had to throw that in there. All right. Well, we'll uh, be back again next week. If I still have a job after making fun of you. See you next week. <laughs> and be sure to listen next week when we talk more real estate in order to unlock your real estate potential on a show where real estate is maximized. Thanks for listening.